Yeah. I think the big reason why most of us struggle with our health, whether that's being overweight, whether that's our mental health really comes down to that emotional suppression of trauma, which manifests in so many different ways. And I really see it on two different extremes. I see, you know, the type A perfectionist person, that was me, where we're trying to shame ourselves to health, to worthiness, to prove something to ourselves and prove something to the world. And the fruits of this is exhaustion, burnout, gut issues, everything that I ended up dealing with. But also on the other end of the spectrum too, is also where I see people who don't respect themselves. They, they don't believe in their worth. Therefore, they don't do the things that they know are the most loving thing for themselves. This is the person who makes excuses for why they should eat the pizza and the ice cream, despite the fact that they're diabetic and they're overweight and they're dealing with a bunch of depression and inflammation. They're saying, hey, I just want to feel good. But really at the core, they're disrespecting their body because they don't really believe in their own worth. Welcome to Black Belt Beauty Radio, a podcast fueled by a passion to support your journey in developing your most beautiful and optimal performance in life. Each episode is driven with the intention to elevate your mind. When we elevate our mind, we elevate our life. So get ready. It's time to rise. Hey, you guys, welcome back to another episode of Black Belt Beauty Radio. This week's guest is my girl, Rachel Shear. Rachel is the real deal. She is just as warm and inviting as she is badass. She has an incredible wealth of knowledge, which you will easily pick up in this episode. And she isn't afraid to dive deep into very meaningful conversations, which I appreciate so much. And I believe that you will too. Rachel is a former model bikini competitor and fitness instructor, now serving as a very well-respected certified functional medicine dietitian. Inspired by her own journey of being seen as the poster girl for women's health externally, but struggling with severe gut issues, overtraining, and emotional havoc internally, Rachel was determined to discover the root causes of her illness and get rid of all the band-aid solutions that had been presented to her as she was trying to, you know, get back to homeostasis. After successfully finding her transformation and healing herself, she became passionate about helping others to do the same in their lives. Rachel's personal health journey was the catalyst to get her degree from Bayer University in nutrition science and dietetics and to start her mission in helping her clients reach optimal health through a combination of functional medicine with a focus on gut health, lifestyle, and emotional healing, which you will definitely pick up throughout this episode. So some of the key takeaways from our talk are getting radically honest with yourself to see where you've been over pushing to prove your worth, recognizing how your health and the relationship that you have with yourself are so deeply connected, identifying the signs that your gut microbiome is not functioning properly, how suppressed trauma is impacting your gut health and how to start emotionally healing, some key tips you can begin implementing today to set yourself up for better health and aging, as well as avoid common health crises, 
and so much more. Honestly, this is such an epic episode that is filled with all facets of health, you know, the psychological component, you know, which also connects to the emotional aspect of it, uh, the physiological and biology, uh, biological aspects of it. You know, that's one of the things I love about Rachel. She's knowledgeable in, in all of those areas. And really, you guys, optimal health requires all of these specific aspects of our human being to be nourished, to be fortified and to, you know, be honored and respected so that we can continue to move through our life and age powerfully. If this episode hit your heart, if it offered you some kind of really valuable tips, if if it did anything for you that served you, let us know. That's what these episodes are meant to do. So it's so great to get your feedback. Drop some comments on the YouTube channel. Um, DM us. Rachel, her IG handle is in the show notes as well as mine. Um, comment on the Instagram posts. Share this up on your stories and we will reshare it. Make sure that you tag Roxy Look, Rachel Shear, and Black Belt Beauty. Any and all support, you guys, is so, so appreciated. And on that note, if you have not already given this podcast a five-star rating and review, please take a moment to do so. It means so much to my team. It means so much to me. It means so much to my guests, too, because you're just helping the show get out there more. You're helping these episodes reach farther and farther around the world. And it is already just... The podcast has been taking off. There's so much more happening. Downloads. It's just, it's been epic. And that is all because of you guys. So thank you in advance to all of you who will take some time to do that. And thank you to all of you who have been doing that. It means the world to us. So without any more words, please enjoy this beautiful, powerful conversation with my beautiful, powerful friend, Rachel Scheer. Hey, you guys, if you've been following me here for a while or on any of my channels, you know I am always talking about the power of journaling and specifically what it has done for me and continues to do for me in my life. With that said, I am so excited to officially announce that my guided and illustrated self-actualization journal, You Are the Path, is out for sale. I have been working on this for quite some time now with my incredible, talented artist friend, Emerald Paget, and I could not be more excited for you to experience this journal. To make it very clear, this is not your typical kind of stationary item of journal. It's more of a book, and it is so visually stimulating. You Are the Path holds space for you to unravel, unleash, investigate, hypothesize, affirm, inspire, fortify, to essentially create you and all aspects of your life. You can literally stretch out and run free within the vast open pages. So in this journal, you have seven guided and illustrated sections led by five thought-provoking questions and prompts that evoke exploratory thinking. Of course, you're welcome to ignore them, but they are there to anchor you because talking about journaling for some time now for to so many people I've learned that journaling can feel daunting to some people like you don't know what to do or where to start so these journal prompts and questions are there to just anchor you in and help you get moving through the pages um, each section also has a personal quote for me and again the artistry in this journal throughout the journal 
by my girl, Emerald Paget is absolutely incredible. It is there to evoke your imagination and all your senses and really just take you into deep parts of your mind and your heart. So the final section offers 20 blank pages. So the other sections all have lined pages in them. And this is really special for me because I've never come across a journal that had both. And throughout my journaling practice for almost the entirety of my life, um, you know, I've really needed and wanted both. Uh, so I'm just excited to give you this opportunity to be able to sketch and just let your imagination run free on these blank pages, but also have the beautiful structure and, you know, refinement of, of lines for you to just, you know, script out your heart. So again, this journal is absolutely a mystical experience. It's a mystical adventure. I want you to just drop in and to ultimately connect with your highest self, your authentic self, your intuition. And this journal is meant to facilitate that process for you. So to shop this journal, go to blackbeltbeauty.com. It's right there at the top menu. You'll also be able to see some visuals of the journal. And I just, I know you're going to love it. So let me know what you think and enjoy the path that is you. No, Rachel, I'm so excited. You know, you and I met um, this summer and we thank you to our girl, Gabrielle, you know, who, who had us in the room together and it was an immediate, yes, it was an immediate connection. Um, you know, we both talked about how we're both so introverted, <laughs> which is like, you're introverted. We should, we could be friends. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. How I was like, yeah. yeah. And we were just, you know, what I loved so much just immediately, first of all, your energy, that's my first language. So I'm very, mm. you know, fluent. I can just tell right away when, um, I want to be in space with someone. Um, but learning more about you and just in our conversation, even in just in that moment. And then since then, you know, um, being more connected, social media, what I have found to be so epic about you is that you really are this beautiful example of an individual who is holistically merging optimal psychology, optimal biology, optimal physiology. When I say optimal, meaning that you are doing your lifestyle, everything that you work on, what you promote, like all of it is helping this totality of you to be in this optimal state of wellness. Mm -hmm. And really for you to be able to show up in your fullest expression, your highest self, um, which to me is your optimal self every day. And I, I'm excited because I want to dive into to all of this with you because I I really do believe that, um, you know, in, for anybody who's able to cultivate this kind of experience for themselves in their lives, they're just going to feel better. They're going to be able to experience experiences, actualize experiences in their life that are more fulfilling. That elevate them, you know, that help them evolve into higher expressions of themselves. So I love it because I know that you could talk about the deep shit, the internal shit, you know, which is stuff that I love to talk about, but we can also get down and get super sciencey, which I'm excited to talk about all that with you too, gut health and everything. So thank you so much, girl, for, for being here with me and for all of us. 
I'm honored to be here on your podcast, Roxy. And I think where we both connected very well. And one thing about introverts is like, we can get really, really deep and we hate that surface level conversation. So like, same thing with me and my boyfriend, Aaron, how we connected is immediately we like went super deep. (laughs) It wasn't like the normal first date ever. And it was kind of like that meeting you. I felt like we were like, hi, what is it that you do? Oh my God. You talk about like holistic health and healing. And we just like went right into it with both of our stuff there. So, you know, we, we were connected on a deep level and those are the conversations that I love to have. And I think more people really do need to have, um, and I'm, I'm honored that you also noticed that with my social media and my platforms, yes. really talking about all different areas between the functional medicine side, I can nerd out on gut health, mm-hmm. but really a lot about healing. And I'm so passionate about all of these things and reaching your optimal health because though I've been on the other side completely where I didn't have any of that. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know we'll dive into that a little bit more today. Yeah, well, you know, in saying that, it's actually, you know, people like yourself, and I can relate in my own journey, but I, I love diving into, you know, your experiences and and really talking with you when you've been on the opposite side and that ends up being a catalyst for you to ultimately, I find it to be, uh, it's what brings you into your sort of mission, you know? You, 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 you took some like major hits in life and Mm -hmm. you end up, you know, instead of becoming a victim and staying down, you, you moved through it, you learned from it and you rose from it. And now you're contributing from it, which is so fucking badass to me. So why don't we, why don't we dive into some of the backstory? I mean, I know you are a gut health expert amongst like one of the aspects of your amazing being. And that is something that I do want to talk about because I am, you know, I remember when I read um, The Good Gut years ago, mm-hmm. that shit changed everything for me. I was like, Whoa. I have that book. Yeah. It's so good, you know? Was, yeah. And so, you know, I've taken deep dives. I'm a nerd about all this stuff, as you know. Um, and my audience is, is, super geeky about all this. So I know they're going to appreciate learning from you, but that connection, um, you know, between ultimately your biology, but even specifically your gut health and how that affects your overall psychology and well-being. you know, let's talk about that, but definitely let's drop them into some of the, um, the hard hits that you took in your own life that brought you into this expertise. Yes, we can go really, really far in this topic. And I love gut health so much. And the reason I got into it is is really because of my own pains and even a lot of my own healing journey. And I'll say healing my gut was really that first entryway to doing the work. So if you follow me on social media, one thing that I always talk about the most is the whole person must heal for the gut to function optimally. And my gut and my health from a totality really got off when I was into bodybuilding, fitness modeling, competing. I'm the type of person where I will do something and I will do it to the extreme. Um, It's a blessing and a curse. It served me. It served me in so many ways throughout life. It's how I built this entire business. It's a lot of ways as to how I've been able to, you know, speak on stages that I I speak at to influence all of these people. But it's also been this double-edged sword as well, too. So I think most people who get into fitness will say they get into it because it's therapy, right? You know, the 
side benefit is yes, we can have six pack abs. We can look good naked. And for me, my fitness journey started out as that. I just wanted to feel more empowered. I wanted to be stronger. I wanted to be more confident in myself. And I did. And I was like, holy moly, I didn't even know this was possible to feel this way because I grew up as a girl who is very insecure, incredibly introverted. Like I still am today, but I can, you know, bring it out with things that I'm super passionate about and people that I connect with. But I was very, very insecure growing up. So fitness for me was, you know, my escape. But also when I got into fitness and I started to change my body, I started to have this confidence that I had never really had before. So it was really this therapy is a way for me to feel good about myself for the first time in my entire life. But I loved it so much. And I got into modeling, I got into competing. And about three years into that, I actually started to get pretty sick. And I pushed my body, you know, further and further. I was at about probably 8% body fat. I was on the cover of different magazines, train magazine, bodybuilding.com. You know, I'd won a bunch of first place trophies. I was about to go pro. And I thought of that was what I wanted. But you see, I really realized I was coming from a place of trying to prove something, trying to hustle myself to some kind of worth. And the fruits of that was then losing my health. So I started to deal with all of these gut issues. I was chronically bloated every single day. I stopped being able to really use the restroom without a bunch of laxatives. Um, My hormones, my thyroid plummeted. My skin was a wreck. My hair was falling out. And I was really depressed. And I had a ton of anxiety. It just was like my whole body just got off. And I remember at the time, Roxy, I was like, why is this happening to me? You know, I am, for one, a nutritionist. I went to school for nutrition and dietetics. I thought I was fit, I was healthy, and I like didn't understand like what the heck is going on. So I did what most people would do. I went to the doctor. They did all the scans, the MRIs, the CT, the very basic blood work. And they're like, you have IBS. <laughs> so they would send me away with you know prescription medication. And that just kind of continued to happen for the next year. You know, I was determined to figure out what was going on. But I was just given a bunch of band-aids masking the issue. I was given an antidepressant because I was so depressed. I was put on birth control because I didn't have a cycle. I was put on thyroid medication and put on laxatives. And I just continued to get worse and worse and worse. And I remember like at the rock bottom, I was like lying on the kitchen floor one night, just, just sobbing and crying because my gut hurt and I was just, I had so much anxiety and I was continuing to lose weight. So they then sent me to a colorectal surgeon. Mm. So it's kind of like the last resort where they actually said they needed to remove my entire large intestine because at this point now, my motility, which is the transitive food throughout your gastrointestinal tract had came to a halt. So for wow. me to go to the restroom, I was having to use an enema, you know, twice a day to just empty my body. Mm. And they were like, this is something you probably have always had. It's called like a lazy colon. So we'll just cut out the large intestine. So your small intestine to the rectum, and this will fix a lot of the, the transit issue that you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if any of your listeners have ever been at like a place of like true desperation, but I was at that point where I was like, all right, when can we schedule the surgery? Like, let's just do it. I want to be able to go to the bathroom. I want to be able to live my life. Like I was that desperate. Mm. 
But I remember I went home and I, I really just leaned into my heart and my soul, God, you know, whatever, you know, everybody believes in. But mm-hmm. I felt like God told me that there was another way. And part of that version of me where it gets super obsessed mm-hmm. with just like laser focused and getting what I want, I became that with learning about gut health. Mm. So I just, for the next, you know, months, you know, became obsessed with learning everything that I could about the gut and the gut microbiome and how these little microbes in our gut control literally everything (laughs) from our hormones, our metabolism, the transit of the food throughout our our body to our mental health, Mm -hmm. to our hormones. And I loved it so much. I even became certified in functional medicine. And a lot of the beginning of my functional medicine um, career started with working on myself. Mm. I started to do various elimination diets. I started to incorporate supplements to help regenerate my gut lining. And don't get me wrong, it wasn't an overnight fix. It took months, probably up to a year, but eventually I could go, you know, a few days, a few weeks. Mm-hmm. And my body really did heal um, and I could avoid having my entire large intestine removed. But you see, it wasn't really the diet. It wasn't, you know, supplements or things like that. Like there's a lot of things that can cause the body to be off. But the true root cause, Roxy, of what I think caused a lot of those issues was the place that I was coming from. You know, the whole person must heal for the gut to function optimally. And along with healing my gut and doing things to help regenerate my gut lining and address my gut microbiome, I really began doing a lot of that work on myself and really paying attention to like, man, I got some rotten fruits in my life and I'm trying to shame myself to health, trying to shame myself to fit. And the reality is, is we can't shame ourselves to health and we can't heal a body we don't love. So that's where I really started to get on this journey of, of self-love and, you know, addressing my gut and the microbiome. And that's where, if you follow me on social media, like I'm so passionate about the holistic picture of like, yes, there can be things that are off in the body, but the mind plays a massive role in even trauma too, and how much that really gets trapped in the body. Yeah. I mean, I, it's so powerful. Everything you just shared, I mean, just your whole process. And, you know, again, that was one of the things that when we first met, we were talking about, we dove into a lot of self-love and, you know, for me, I'm always speaking. It's one of the core topics of mine is the relationship that you have with yourself is literally the most important Mm -hmm. relationship and it's ultimately what's shaping your life. And so I love that, you know, you so consciously, you know, brought yourself to understand like, Hey, this is actually what's happening here. Yes, there are actual, you know, biological things that we need to address, you know, uh, to, to you know, move out of these health issues, but there's a deeper thing happening here. So let me have a look there and let me start working on on that at the same time. And, and, and what I love about that too, Rachel, is I think that there's, um, you know, people, there's a disconnect, you know, that happens that is happening with, and that's why there's so much disease. I feel, I mean, we, yes, we can talk about environment. We could talk about nutrition. We could talk uh, mm-hmm. absolutely. But ultimately you and I both know that, and, and this is something I totally want you to, you know, tease out and talk about, but we know that a lot of the choices that we are making for ourselves, even if we just say nutrition or how we train, it's 
because of the relationship that we hold with ourselves, it's because of that self-love, it's because of that self-respect, that self-worth, ultimately all grouped into this, you know, connection that we hold with ourselves. So if you are an individual that is not, you know, feeling that connection or trying to invest in that connection and then all of the self stuff that I just talked about, well, yeah, you're, the choices that you're making in your life are probably not going to be as optimal for you as they would be if you, if you were, right? Yeah. I think the big reason why most of us struggle with our health, whether that's being overweight, whether that's our mental health really comes down to that emotional suppression of trauma, which manifests in so many different ways. And I really see it on two different extremes. I see, you know, the type A perfectionist person, that was me, Mm -hmm. where we're trying to shame ourselves to health, to worthiness, to prove something to ourselves and prove something to the world. And the fruits of this is exhaustion, burnout, gut issues, everything that I ended up dealing with. Mm -hmm. But also on the other end of the spectrum too, is also where I see people who don't respect themselves. They, They don't believe in their worth. Therefore, they don't do the things that they know are the most loving thing for themselves. This is the person who makes excuses for why they should eat the pizza and the ice cream, despite the fact that they're diabetic and they're overweight and they're dealing with a bunch of depression and inflammation. Mm-hmm. They're saying, Hey, I just want to feel good. But really at the core, they're disrespecting their body because they don't really believe in their own worth, you know, and this can manifest in these two different areas, but at the core, it's really coming from the same place, Mm. not loving myself. And I think a lot of people also don't know how, Mm -hmm. and a lot of that comes back to that, that trauma that's rooted in us. And, um, I remember, um, I I did coaching with this girl, her name's Dr. Britt. She's, she's a life coach. Mm -hmm. And I worked with her a lot when I was single and trying to like figure out what I wanted in a relationship and what I wanted that to look like. Um, what I wanted for my ideal partner, because I was like, okay, the next time I'm getting into a relationship, like it's going to be the one I was like, I'm not joking around this time. So she's having me kind of describe what this person looks like and what the relationship looks like. And I'm trying to do my very best. Mm -hmm. And she pauses me and she says, Rachel, give me an example of a good relationship you've seen in your life. And I remember that moment I sat back and I started to think, and I was like, well, Definitely not my parents who got divorced when I was younger and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Not who my mom remarried, not my sister, not most of my friends. And I had this moment, I was like, oh my God, nobody, nobody. I, I've never seen what it actually looks like. Sure, we've watched movies and we've seen mm-hmm. stuff on social media, but I haven't actually seen what a good relationship looks like. Mm-hmm. And she looked back at me and she said, Rachel, if you've never seen it, how do you know when you have it? Or when you're there. And I was like, this was like one of those moments. (laughs) Mind blown. (laughs) Mind blowing for myself. But the reason why I share that story is because I think that's how a lot of us operate is we're, we're really doing our best. We're doing our best with trying to love ourselves, trying to prove something to ourselves. You know, that person who's on the extreme side, like we're trying to do what in our way we feel like is loving for ourselves, but it's really not. And the other person, you know, is like in the moment, like, Hey, I'm loving myself. I'm choosing to eat foods that make me feel good right now that, you know, I'm craving or whatever the Mm. story may be. But both of these people, I think really at the core, they don't really know what it looks like. And they're just doing their very best to try to 
show up for themselves in this way. And when I really understood that, that's where I really understood like why we need to go on this journey, you know, of healing ultimately. Yeah. And would you say that it was when you started to, so like what came first kind of you taking the initiative to obviously like to heal your gut. And then as you started to do these things that would bring you you know, into a a higher state of health that then you had, you know, more support psychologically in the emotional space for you to do the check-in work and and start to investigate that and then do that work. Would you say that is the process for you or was the process? I'd say the process for me was starting on the physical side first. Mm -hmm. So I did have to clean up my diet despite that I ate macro-friendly. For those who don't know those what the, that is, it's hitting certain carbs, fats, and protein. Mm-hmm. But I was hitting that, but my diet was still full of a lot of artificial sweeteners and processed foods. My diet was a lot of like, if it fits, it fits your, your mind, mentality, yeah. which you can eat a lot of foods that wreak havoc on your gut, but still be, you know, quote unquote, physically fit. Mm. And so what I did first is I really worked on eating a very gut healing and gut healthy based diet, Mm -hmm. um, removing a lot of the things that were wreaking havoc on my gut. So artificial sweeteners, industrial seed oils, vegetable oils, um, wheat, gluten, dairy. I did a very basic, very similar to a paleo diet. Mm -hmm. Um, And I even went a little bit further, which I can dive into that here in a little bit. But that was really the first step with also really identifying physically what was off. So when I got more into the functional medicine side, this is where I was really able to look at like what was off in my microbiome. And I had a ton of bacteria overgrowth in my gut, something mm-hmm. called SIBO, which stands for small intestinal bacteria overgrowth, where the bacteria are, are fermenting a lot or eating a lot of the carbohydrates that you're eating because you have an overgrowth mm-hmm. and they produce a bunch of gas. And this gas causes the bloating that you get where you look six months pregnant at the end of every single day, but it also can slow down that motility in your GI tract, depending on the type of the bacteria that you have there. Mm. Um, I also had a lot of intestinal permeability, probably brought on by the stress in my diet. So once I was able to figure out physically what was off mm-hmm. and create a treatment plan to treat that, um, I did a combination of different herbal protocols to address that bacteria overgrowth, mm-hmm. supplements to help support that gut lining, cleaning up my diet. I did start to feel a bit better, mm-hmm. but I like could never get fully past like this point. Like I was like, okay, I'm feeling better. My gut issues aren't as bad. Like mm-hmm. it definitely helped. But for whatever reason, I would continuously like get triggered and like relapse all the time where I had to do more herbal protocols and things like that. And it was at that point where I was really like, okay, I think I really need to dive in a little bit deeper. Mm -hmm. And that's where I really started to do a lot of the emotional work and uncover a lot of stuff that I had no idea that was there. And it was once I started to do that work where I felt like, everything then finally started to fall into place altogether. I love that. Well, can you share what were some of the steps that you took for the emotional aspect of, of, of healing? I mean, I know everyone's going to have a different path, but were there some, was it journaling? Was it just what, any of the tools that you used? I feel like I did every tool. Everything. Give it to me. Like, I know once yeah. I got into it, cause it was like, 
everyone's different. And it was like, yeah. what really works for me? And there were some mm-hmm. things that I would try and it would like work for a while. And then it would stop working. For example, like talk therapy. Mm-hmm. I think talk therapy works great to a certain point. Mm-hmm. And I think a big part of where it does work is, you know, really helping uncover some of those things and where it's coming from, where sometimes it's hard to kind of pinpoint, okay, this is showing up because this happened in my life or sometimes speaking something out loud for the very first time that you've never shared of something traumatic that happened to you in your life. Mm. Um, someone giving you feedback who's unbiased, yeah. um, where you don't have to be afraid of like judgment or anything like that. So um, I'm a big believer in working with a coach. So mm-hmm. for me, that helped me to a certain point. But the work was really, you know, from a totality standpoint, done on my own end. Yeah. And yeah, mm-hmm. no, no, go ahead. I was going to say that's where I really dove into, I'd say, um, journaling mm-hmm. breath work has been incredible for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe a lot of that is like energy that's trapped in the body. Um, but when I would journal and I know you're really big on journaling and you have the most beautiful journal ever, oh, which thank you. by the way, when I got the journal in the mail that you sent me, yeah. I was like, wait, who's this from? And I was like, this is incredible. This woman is speaking to me in like so many ways. Um, and then I, and I found your name on it and yeah. I was like, oh, this makes so much sense. So <laughs> Thank you, girl. Journaling for me has been incredible, but also meditation as well. I probably go back and forth on those two the most. Yeah. yeah. And how I found that to be helpful is like my nervous system, like based off of wiring, it wants to like gravitate towards more of like this anxious place. Mm-hmm. I actually heard this statistic recently that 50% of our life satisfaction is based off of our genetics or mm-hmm. our wiring, where the other 50% comes down to our environment. So I'm one of those not so lucky people <laughs> where I'm the 50% where my wiring is not really for me. Like I do not wake up in like a happy energized state, Mm. but I have to really control my environment to step into that. And if that 50% is based off an environment, you better be damn sure I'm going to control that 50%. Mm. So for me, that's really came down to having a structured routine, Mm -hmm. um, meditation and journaling. I find meditation to be helpful for more so creating that state that I really truly want to feel throughout the day instead of falling back into, you know, just a, a conditioned state Mm -hmm. based off of some of my own, you know, pains and habitual wiring there. Mm -hmm. And then I find journaling to be very helpful for more so processing things as they're coming up. So kind of like having a conversation with myself. Uh, Sometimes it's a conversation with like a younger version of myself and then my adult self. Yeah. In really processing through um, some of the questions I asked myself is, Rachel, what is the story you're telling yourself? Because mm-hmm. we always have a story mm-hmm. that we're telling ourselves, right? And that story is most of the time not true. Mm-hmm. Most of the time that's our ego, um, which I believe ego is edges God out. It's our, our mm-hmm. ego is where we store a lot of our pain there. Mm-hmm. And anytime in our life where we're really trying to up level or grow in some way or, or mm-hmm. some shape or way, like healing, especially, this is when our ego really likes to step in, edge God out and keep us stuck in a lot of that old conditioning. So when I notice as things are really triggering me and coming up, this is when I could ask myself that question. What is the story that I'm telling myself? 
And it's usually not a true story. And I get to ask myself that question. Is this true? I'd say most of the time it's no, it's not true. And then I get to ask myself the next powerful question, which is what is the actual truth? And this is where I've been able to process through sometimes where it's coming from, you know, what that inner dialogue really is Mm -hmm. and really come at it, Mm -hmm. you know, and kind of corner it in a ways and process through a lot of those traumas. So I'd say those are the biggest two things that have helped me more on the mental side. Um, It's definitely been coaching and talk therapy, but I'd say a lot of it has came from the work that I've done alone. So good. I mean, those are two of my greatest tools as well. I mean, it's essentially the pathway to you, your highest self to be rooted in your heart. So I love, I love the questioning. I think, you know, um, it would serve more people if they were to, if they were able to ask themselves questions to not judging. What I love is that, you know, you, you, you take these questions from a very curious investigative place, but not from a place of where you're trying to put yourself down or, you know, own whatever it is that you, that script that you are experiencing at the time. You're literally just putting it in a chair and going, what's this really about? And then it's like this check-in with your heart. I say that's where your highest self lives to ask, well, what's the truth here? So I, I love that. I love that process. And thank you for sharing that. Um, you know, one thing that I think would be great to dive into now is really kind of like, so you think to yourself, like, there's a lot of people we know, you know, (laughs) you know better than anybody, but like, there's a lot of people dealing with specifically gut issues. Now, some of these issues could be, you know, minor bloating, whatever. Some of them can be pretty gnarly, like maybe close to, or what you experienced, I feel like, and I'm curious to what you'll say about this, but like the starting point, like, yes, do everything, right? We want them to do everything, but it's almost like, what do you have most control of that can really start to help you now? I know we could say journal and meditate. I'm an advocate for that, but I feel like here's where I'm trying to go with this. It's kind of like a sidestep, but it all works together. You know, look, I came out of the womb definitely with this more optimistic, positive disposition, right? But I always say like, my food is good mood food. Like, mm-hmm. don't don't get it twisted. Like, it's not just my psychology. My psychology is being supported by the information that is my lifestyle. And, and one thing that I'm pointing out here is like my nutrition, right? There's other sunlight, sleep, training, all of that information. Um, so where I'm going with this is to say, like, if, you know, for, for anybody who's listening, that's even thinking I might have gut issues, like the steps that an individual could start to take to start their, I know you talk about the difference between healing and also just gut health. Um, but what, you know, would you say that kind of first things first, let's start to address some of the actual, you know, lifestyle health related issues that then would like in your case, you know, bring you into a higher, you know, just feeling a little bit better to start to do that other internal work. Yeah. Yeah. And before I answer that, I'll say you can actually have gut issues without having gut symptoms. Mm -hmm. And I know sometimes that's hard to really comprehend and understand, but really what that means is if your gut is you know, bloated all the time. If you're constipated, you have diarrhea, like, yes, you have gut issues, but 
gut issues actually manifest in a lot of different issues. Actually, autoimmunity is really founded as a gut issue because 70% of our immune system is based in our gut. Um, skin issues, there's the gut skin connection. So we know, you know, rosacea, eczema, psoriasis, all of these are, you know, skin issues that stem from bacteria imbalances in our gut. Yeah. Depression, anxiety, actually 90% of our serotonin is produced from the bacteria in our gut. And what that serotonin actually does is it helps that motility. It stimulates our vagus nerve, which is that largest nerve in the body that connects our gut all the way to our brain. And when we stimulate that serotonin in the gut and stimulate our vagus nerve, we then fire other neurons in our brain. Mm. So this is where there's a large connection between you know, poor gut health and mental health issues, anxiety, depression, autoimmune conditions, even metabolic issues, type two diabetes. And then of course, gut issues like IBS, yeah. um, or irritable bowel syndrome, or even ulcerative colitis or Crohn's disease. So mm. the gut is so crucial for totality of healing. Mm -hmm. And I think right now is just becoming more widely talked about. And we're even just beginning to start to understand the power of our gut microbiome. Um, I'm actually doing some content this week talking about something called the psychobiotics, mm. which are essentially a type of bacteria in certain strains that have been shown to actually work more effectively for the treatment of depression compared to SSRIs, which are selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors that help are supposed to help with depression, but they actually came out this year that, you know, depression really isn't due to a low serotonin issue. That's a whole nother topic, Yeah, but our gut is so powerful. Um, and really working on our gut health. I think a lot of people try to jump to a lot of like supplements right off the bat. So I'm going to get on a probiotic, yeah. I'm going to get on 20 different supplements. And I even see this with the functional medicine industry. And I think, you know, now that functional medicine is becoming a little bit more well-known mm -hmm. people will go, they'll get all the, this testing done and then they'll get on, you know, 20, 30 different supplements, but still struggle to heal. Mm. And I think that's because that holistic picture is still really at the core missing. So I always like to start with low hanging fruit first, mm -hmm. which is the hardest part in my opinion, because that is the food that we put into our body. That is our lifestyle, which could be our daily routines, our work-life balance, mm -hmm. our self-care, our time where we get to connect with ourselves, mm -hmm. uh, time spent outside getting sunlight. Our gut bugs need sunlight every single day, just like we do for optimal gut health. And getting sleep. And for a lot of people who just have some gut issues, normally by addressing those things, getting them on, you know, a real food-based diet, cutting out all the processed foods, the seed oils, the artificial foods, they'll get massive improvements in their gut health. Yeah. For a lot of people by working on their sleep, um, getting them a good routine, getting sunlight every single day, exercise, moving their body, this is going to decrease a lot of stress. Mm -hmm. And because the gut and the brain are connected, that's going to actually play a big role in their gut health. Mm -hmm. So I'd say for most people, they want to just jump towards like, what is the best probiotic, which I'm all for taking a probiotics. Um, I put a lot of people on probiotics. They're great, but I think they are struggling to wonder why they're not getting the healing mm -hmm. with getting on 
you know, a bunch of these supplements or probiotics because we're missing a lot of those low hanging fruit first. So I'd say that is the best place to start. Um, Lifestyle, diet, stress Mm -hmm. management for most people. And then from there is where we can really dive into some other more therapeutic protocols. So some people do need um, more of a healing based diet. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned a bit earlier, you know, the difference between healing versus health. This mm-hmm. is something that I talk a lot about. Gut health can really be worked on through, you know, eating good food, having a good uh, sleep regimen, um, having sunlight every single day, exercise, like the normal kind of maintenance stuff we would also do for probably weight. Yeah. Um, right. Minus just macro based stuff yeah. um, is how I like to think of gut health. It's we're trying to maintain something so we don't have to be super strict or rigid. This is more of a lifestyle mm. versus healing is more so like the person who's in weight loss. So we're going to be a little bit more restrictive. We're going to have a specific goal because we're trying to get you somewhere. So for a lot of people, after they've addressed some of this low hanging fruit, this is where we can do more therapeutic type protocols. Mm-hmm. Um, we can put someone on something called a low FODMAP diet, mm-hmm. especially if they have bacteria overgrowth. So that basically pulls out these carbohydrates that are feeding a lot of the bacteria in their gut, mm-hmm. causing bloating, causing a lot of the GI issues. And when we do a low FODMAP diet, sometimes in combination with some herbal protocols, Mm -hmm. so things like oil, oregano, berberine, and some gut lining support, that's Mm -hmm. actually very, very effective for actually reducing a lot of that bacteria overgrowth in the gut um, while simultaneously then um, working on strengthening that gut lining. For some people with more severe gut issues, like severe bacteria overgrowth, mine was definitely on the severe side. Yeah. We can do things that are like an elemental diet, which mm-hmm. is basically kind of like a protein shake, um, yeah. but it's, it's not. It's getting all of your macronutrients in its elemental form. So for fats, it's MCT oil. Mm. Uh, for carbohydrates, it's typically dextrose or some type of uh, pure glucose. Some people use honey if they make it themselves. And then we'll maybe use pure amino acids or wheat protein. Mm. And they've actually shown when giving someone an elemental diet for one to two weeks and giving the gut a chance to rest, Mm -hmm. what you actually do is you starve out a lot of that bacteria overgrowth. And especially if you do that in combination with different probiotics, those probiotics actually work kind of like an antibiotic by also Mm. fighting off a lot of that bad bacteria. So we give that gut a chance to rest and heal. We kill a lot of that bacteria overgrowth. And this has been shown to actually eradicate SIBO in about 80% of people. So it works very, very effectively but I'd say for most people, like those are some things that we can definitely dive into and you'd want to yeah. work with a practitioner, a dietitian, or a coach like myself or my team. Mm-hmm. But I'd say for gut health and most people, it really is starting with the basics. It's what you put into your body, yeah. sunlight, exercise, sleep, and you'd be amazed by how much gut improvement we can get from just those things. My goodness. Yeah. That's, I mean, your work's so important. You know, I'm never, <laughs> I'm not an alarmist at all. I just, you know, the more, and I know you, you'll you'll relate to this. It's like the more you learn about all of what we're talking about, like how the gut affects you and just ev- everything in terms of biology, like how it's really impacting your overall experience in life. It's so gnarly because you're like, you know, you just, you know what 
what the norm is out there, like what what's being served at restaurants, like what what you, you know what is more common for people to be consuming and how they're you know their lifestyles, and you're just like holy shit. But you guys, and and what's become so normal is not feeling well. Like just feeling like less optimal, like, oh, I'm just bloated or, oh, I'm just in a bad mood or, oh yeah, I just have acne or, but it's like, no, that's Mm. not, that's not normal in quotations, you know, for those not watching, but no. And there are things that you can do, like you just laid out so much that can address it. And I love that you said, you know, it's low hanging fruit, but it's actually the hardest because it's, it's, you have to, it's now we're talking about behaviors. Now we're talking about habits. Yeah. Right. That's a big one. Yeah. We have to, no one wants to actually look at themselves and change something. It's easier to take a pill or to do even a protocol. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I always tell, you know, clients who come to work with me is, you know, I'm going to give you all of the tools. I'm going to help you identify the root cause. I'm going to coach you. I'm going to help work through a lot of these things with you. But it has to be that person who's willing to make a lot of those changes. It can't be just, I take this one supplement. Um, this is actually why the the rate of relapse for SIBO is so high. I think it's up to 70% of people who have SIBO actually relapse with it um, when they use the traditional antibiotic-based protocols or even mm-hmm. antimicrobials at times. Mm-hmm. And we have to ask the question, why? Well, because we're not really addressing the root cause. The root cause is actually not the bacteria overgrowth. It's not the IBS. It's not the leaky gut. The root cause is whatever caused that in the first place, which is diet, Mm -hmm. stress, lifestyle, trauma in the body. And that's where if we really want to get to the root cause and heal, we have to be willing to really do the work and make a lot of those changes ourselves. I do love that you said, you know, it's quote unquote normal now Mm -hmm. for a lot of these things. And that's one thing that I talk about quite a bit is there's a big difference between what is common Mm -hmm. and what is normal. Mm -hmm. You know, it is common to get through menopause and put on a bunch of weight and feel shitty every single day and lose a bunch of muscle. It is actually common right now to have a ton of depression, to have a ton of anxiety. They say right now, like the anxiety levels are, you know, the same level as what they were. I forget the date, but like. 50 years ago for the average psychiatric patient. It is also common to be overweight, to be obese. Actually, most of the population is. Mm. It's also common to have bloating and have these gut issues. But just because something is common doesn't mean it's normal. And I think that's where we really need to be careful because we look at something and we say, this is normal. Mm. Most everybody has this. And it's like, no, it's not normal. It's Mm -hmm. common. Yes, a lot of people have it. But that doesn't mean that you should settle for that. And that's what the mission is that I'm on is I'm really on a mission to help people be willing to do the work, identify what is off in their body. Because yes, there can be some internal things that are off that is not emotional related. Mm -hmm. Like I've seen people have mold toxicity, have heavy metals who picked up a parasite and they're like, I'm the happiest person ever. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, and they have all these gut issues and I'm like, well, you have a parasite. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> Your gut issues. It's so and true. Like, oh my God. You know, uh, I've seen the craziest things. Um, I've had someone who's 
really struggled with like insomnia and sleep and they come back and they have mold toxicity or they're struggling with depression and it's not because they have, you know, any kind of like trauma that they haven't addressed. Yeah. Um, most of us have some degree of it, but it was because like they had these toxins in their body that were crossing their blood brain barrier, causing massive neuroinflammation and leading them to a lot of mental health issues. So yeah. it's really one of those three things. Typically it's a dietary stressor. It's mm-hmm. a physical stressor, mm-hmm. um, an environmental stressor or yeah. very often to, um, an emotional stressor. And that's really at the core, what those root causes are. Yeah. Um, and I know when people are listening to this, they're gonna be like, where do I start? Yeah. And typically, you know, where we need to start is what's right in front of you mm. most of the time, because it can be easy to get overwhelmed and be like, I need to fix everything right now. Yeah. And just like add more stress to your life. I've definitely been there. And I, I know when I started to uncover a lot of my stuff, I was like, oh my <laughs> gosh, this is going to take years. Like there's no yeah. way. You know, but I think that's a beautiful part of this journey is one, I think it is ever evolving. You know, for me, my journey started on the gut health side of everything. And now I'm just passionate about healing and optimization from a totality. You know, it started with gut health and then it evolved past there. And I think that's really how a lot of people's journeys will operate Mm -hmm. is they will know what is the first thing they need to tackle. And when we really get quiet enough and we listen, we're like, we know, okay, I need to clean up my diet. Yeah. I need to start working on, I need to really, you know, work on my stress or I have a lot of emotional things that are triggering me and I have no idea where they're coming from. So I really need to try to understand that most of the time when we really lean in and we get quiet enough, you know, that's why I love meditation is normally the answer is given to us of where to start. So we don't need to fix them all at once, Mm -hmm. but I think we do need to take that next step forward and, you know, in six months, in a year, in two years, you'll be so grateful that you did because, you know, for me, I wouldn't be where I'm at now and be able to help all the people mm-hmm. know that I have now the honor to to serve and help on their healing journey if it wasn't for just taking that, that first baby step, that first baby step and saying like, okay, I'm going to clean up my diet here. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go work with a coach. And it just, the yeah. path made clear over time. You're true medicine girl, your true medicine, true medicine is that totality piece. It is not take this, you know, come back and see me next week, the bandaid that really promotes more illness in so many ways. It's really diving deep in and do, and look, that's a lot more work for, for you, a practitioner for, for the patient. It's a lot more work, but you know, one of the things I always say is how much effort are you worth? You got to ask yourself that, that. you know, it's, it's really another thing I love about you so much is, you know, your athlete roots, you're an athlete, you're an athlete. And what, so, and that we really connect in this, you know, um, I, in the wellness space, (laughs) it's like, you know, it's like eat the healthy food. Like, it's just, I don't know. There's like, look, there's a lot of wonderful things, but there's a lot of like soft and kind of just like, and then you have the fitness, which is like, ah, like if it fits your macros, if it, (laughs) And it's like, you guys hold up. Like, can we just kind of come together here? Mm -hmm. Can we talk about how we can optimize our wellness? Can we talk about how, you know, there is some discipline that needs to be enforced Mm -hmm. to do that? Can we talk about how to not just live long, but live fucking strong 
and mm. long. <laughs> and mm. you talk about that. You promote that. This is in your practice. This is one of the things I love about you is like, and I think there needs to be more of this. Is, so we're not so separated like, oh, I'm just into wellness. And meanwhile, I'm just going to eat all this because it's healthy. Mm. But what's your body composition? Like what what's happening there? And how are you aging? That's a big thing for me. You know, at 44, it's like, my old, like one of my taglines, I have many, but like age like a badass, you know, like you're mentally strong, you're emotionally strong, you're physically strong, you're spiritually strong, and you're keeping that strong. I'm not 44 years old. I'm 44 years strong. Next year, I'm 45 years strong. There is no fucking old over here, you know? That's yeah. not just a perspective. That's a lifestyle. And I feel that you are a beautiful example of that in your own life where you're merging all this together. And I just... I really want to turn the volume up on that because I just know, I know in my own life, the power, like how you move through your life when you're, when you're, yes, you are so, I'm a, I'm a mystical, highly spiritual, you know, eating all the fucking things and the, I'm an alchemist in my kitchen, but I'm also in the fucking gym, lifting Mm -hmm. heavy, pushing. There is discipline in a lot of different areas of my life so that I can maintain and really like fortify this strength, this optimal wellness, you know, uh, that I'm, I'm, I'm able to. And by the way, <laughs> this is important to say too, even someone like me who has all the tools, like science nerd, like Netflix is, you know, Andrew Huberman's podcast. That's like, that's my Netflix. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, you know, my food's dialed in and girl, I, I've had gut issues. Mm-hmm. With H. pylori, I've had, you know, done the GI, yeah. like, oh yeah. Like, so here's someone doing all these right things <laughs> who can, st- who still lands mulch yeah. home by the beach, brain fog. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I just, yeah. I, that's so important to share too, because it just goes to show that I'm not off the hook. No one is, but I'm in a much better position to handle these assaults <laughs> on my health <laughs> because of the lifestyle, the tools, the perspective, the, the self-care, you know, the self-respect that puts me in that position to, you know, do this work that's important. So I would love for you to just, you know, tap into that too, because you are an expression of everything I just shared, an example. Yeah. I love that you say you're, you know, you said 44 years strong, because one thing I always say is I want to die young, but at an old age. And that's really, you know, at the core of what I'm I'm wanting to do. Like I want to promote health span instead of just a lifespan because no one wants to get to their end of their life and like be pushing around a walker in a wheelchair, can't chase their grandchildren around, like is like incoherent of like what's happening around them. Like nobody wants to get to that place, but so many people do. And we are living longer, but I think our health span is actually getting shorter and shorter, which is the time that we have on earth where we really do feel our best. And personally, I feel like, especially coming from, you know, the bodybuilding world and the fitness industry, which is my first love and something I'm so passionate about is I feel like we put health in this box Mm. and we say, do X, Y, and Z, then you'll be healthy, fit, confident. And so many of us still struggle with our health. And, you know, 
I love that you said like no one is immune to having these these things come up. It's like this is part of the human experience. Yeah. And you know, we one, we live in a toxic world. Mm-hmm. We're surrounded around a lot of toxic people, you mm-hmm. know, to go along yeah. with it. Um, you know, just look at social media, news. Yeah. look at the news right now. You know, and then we have our food industry that pays no attention to health. And then we have a health industry that pays no attention to food. Mm -hmm. So unless we want to just live in this bubble for the rest of our life, like we're going to be exposed to these things, but I want to set myself up with the, the best tools possible. I want to age gracefully. I want to be strong, you know, and I want to feel my best every single day. And I think that's really at the core of why we go on this health journey in the first place. Like, sure. I want to look good naked. I want to have six pack abs. Like who doesn't? Yeah. I also want to have like, you know, a bang and booty when I'm in my late. Yeah, girl. <laughs> You're yeah. on that path. Like, so good. Of it. like I'm all for like <laughs> wanting to look good and look in the mirror and look back at yourself and be like, damn, I look good. I'm so proud of this person. Like, and proud of this version of you because like I put in the work, I put in the discipline, I acted in spite of thoughts, feelings, moods, and emotion. Mm-hmm. That's actually an affirmation that I say to myself all the time because I do not feel like it, you know, a lot mm-hmm. going to work out sometimes, you know, prepping the food, but I'm always grateful that I do. And I think a part of, you know, happiness truly at the core does come down to having a lot of these disciplines there in place. Mm-hmm. Um, in order to feel our very, very best. And I know like you and I, like we know what it's like to vibrate, to feel our very, very best. So we're very sensitive now to anything that really derails us. Yeah. That's where we're very intentional about journaling, meditation, breath work, the food that we put into our body, because we know what it's like to feel good. And I think a lot of people don't really know what it's like to feel good. Just like what I said with that story with Dr. Britt, who was like, what does a good relationship look like? Yeah. Like, they don't even know what it's like to feel good. We just say, this is normal. This is how I'm supposed to feel. And it's like, no, no, it's not. You are not supposed to, you know, wake up every single day and have anxiety, be fatigued, to be like loathing, having to go to work. You're not mm-hmm. supposed to, you know, look in the mirror and just pick yourself apart and just feel like, oh, who is this like fat ass looking back to me? Like, yeah, me, like, no, totally. But that's how a lot of people think like, that is not how we're supposed to feel. We're supposed to wake up each day. We're supposed to have energy, be excited, you know, not saying every single day, but we're supposed to feel good. Like, I think that's our God given a right to feel good, but it's also not something that's just given to us. We, We don't just, we're not just given happiness. We're not just given these things. Like we get to create this. Mm. We get to how we want to feel every single day. And a lot of that comes from that, that discipline Mm -hmm. and it comes from that self-worth. It Mm -hmm. comes from loving ourselves. It comes from doing the work, especially in those moments when we don't feel like it. And I'm not saying like, if you're, you're sick and you're exhausted, like push yourself and go to the gym. Um, But it's, it's really loving yourself in those different ways by giving yourself that tough love. I I really like to view it as self-parenting ourselves in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm like how a parent would be like, Hey, I know you don't want to take a bath, but you need to take a bath. (laughs) I don't want to, I don't want to. Like, I need you to eat your vegetables. Like, no, you can't have ice cream for breakfast. Yeah. And it's 
showing up for ourselves, I think, in that way, self-parenting ourselves yeah. and doing what is most loving, doing what is going to really respect our bodies. And no, we're not going to always feel like it. There's going to be times where we're like these little children who are pouting and like, oh, I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to eat that. I just want to eat the pizza and the ice cream. And you know what? Sometimes the most loving thing is saying, okay you know what, today you can rest today. You can, you know, have that cookie, have that. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really paying attention to those fruits in our life mm-hmm. and re- what is the most loving thing for us, because it's going to look different at different times too. Yeah. Uh, I know when I was on the extreme side and I was like super type A, like don't ever miss a workout, count every single macro. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the most loving thing for myself is being like, Rachel, you know what? You can miss the workout. Yeah. You can actually go out and enjoy a night with your friends and do that. And, you know, just order something off the menu. Like I was that strict. Yeah. That was the most loving thing for myself because of where I was at and the fruits I had in my life versus someone else, you know, who's maybe really struggling with their weight, who's diabetic and has, you know, gut issues, you know, that wouldn't be the most loving thing for them. The most loving thing would say, you know what, I know you really want to, you know, order that pizza, eat a lot of this food, but the most loving thing and the most self-respect thing you can do for yourself is actually, you know, eating that real whole food, going and moving your body, making that a priority. So it's always going to look different at different times. But I think when we really, again, slow down and really tune in with ourselves enough, we'll know the answer there too. I love that. I love that you spelled that out because we know that I think I see a lot of the leaning in, like regardless of where you are, if you are someone who's having the gut issues, obese or dealing with these, but go ahead, have the cookie, go ahead because it's loving yourself. It's like, but is it, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's not just to pick on one side because on the other end, like you said, I mean, there's a lot of that too, the type A, the strict and, you know, and, and so I, I just, I love how you, how -hmm. you just laid that out. Um, because I think it is so important. And ultimately, like you said, it's, it's all about you know, doing this honest deep dive self-work, right. To go in and go like, what do I really need right now? Like we know a lot of times, um, you know, food, even you, you're, you're driven to, let's just say the cookie, the sweet thing, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. just pause and go, what do I really need right now? Because really a lot of times we just want the neuromodulators. Like we want the serotonin, we want the, you know, dopamine, like, do I need a hug right now? Do I need a glass of water? Do I need sleep? Like, what do I need right now? But there isn't, again, like all of it is asking yourself these questions, taking a moment to pause, to go into self, you know? Um, that is, again, something that I'm just so, I'm I'm cheerleading you on big time because it is so integrated into your work. You were not just like, oh yeah, probiotics, gut health, <laughs> or like, you know, do this for the abs. It's like, no. Let's talk about how we can bring you in your optimal state of wholeness, because Mm -hmm. that is where everything is going to feel better. That is where your performance is going to be better. And, you know, when you feel better, you perform better, you look better. I mean, this is, this is, this is living, you know, this is where you're going to move through majority of your days feeling your best. So yeah, girl, I I adore you. I'm so just grateful to be connected. Um, I love and support everything that you are doing, truly. Um, can't wait to have you back on the show. Thank you for your time today. Is there anything that um, we didn't talk about 
yet that you just would like to live in this conversation? I know we talked about a lot of things, but. Yeah, um, I think we covered it all and I'm I'm honored to be on your show. I think the biggest piece of advice that I would want to leave people with is really, you know, inviting them to go on that journey, you know, to heal instead of just deal, because I think a lot of people are dealing, you know, we're dealing with a lot of our health issues. We're dealing with a lot of the emotions, but we're not really truly healing and it doesn't have to be overwhelming. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be like, I'm going to fix it all at once. I think it's just taking that very first baby step, slowing down, listening and asking yourself, what is that is? And typically something will come up in our mind and we'll know what that next action item is, but knowing that you're worth it, you know, your healing is worth it. And also if you're someone who's struggled a long time with gut issues and has done the probiotics, has done the diet, like there may be some other areas to really dive into because that whole person must heal for the gut to function optimally. And, you know, that is really the work that I'm passionate about and that I'm doing is really addressing that root cause, doing the testing, um, identifying whether there's that emotional piece, pointing people in the right direction and really getting them going on that journey, not saying everything's always fixed hundred yeah. percent, you know, right off the bat, but, you know, to really get 80% of the way and get the tools that you need, like, having that life you love and feeling it in your body. It's so possible. Like I'm a byproduct of it, of coming from the worst with my health, my gut. Like I felt like just completely betrayed by my body and also where I came from with my upbringing, like to really overcome a lot of that. Like if I can do it, I'm like, everybody can do it. And that's really the mission that I'm on. So it's been an honor to be on your show. I and I love it. Wait to have you come on my show next. Yeah, I can't wait. Thank all you the work that so you do. Much. Thank you, girl. I just got to enter this really quick. You know, there was a post that you put up, not that it was recently, that you and I are so in tune. This is, I, I've, I've said this so many times as an example in, in various podcasts. And, and ultimately it's like a kind of a great ending point where it's like we both, really are advocates. We want people to feel like a Ferrari because we'll talk about this, but you know, I've, I've had three knee injuries. I gained weight. It was like a whole journey that we'll, we'll dive into when we, when we talk more. But, um, I always say like, I know the difference of what it feels like to feel like a Ferrari versus I won't name another. Cause I don't want to put down, you know, another brand of car. <laughs> like, but I'm, just, somebody. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm really into cars actually, but I'm like, uh -huh. I know the difference. And yeah. when you know that difference, because mm -hmm. you, you did, you had an epic post on, on Ferrari, like your body and Ferrari. But when you know that difference, it's like, man, you can't like, when you fly first class, it's really hard to sit and coach. Just say, <laughs> yeah. And you know what it's like to feel good. It is really hard to go back to that place. But if yes. you don't know what it's like to feel good, it's really hard to, you know, sometimes at the beginning, how those tools in order to get there. And so, yeah, I, I love that saying though. It's one of the affirmations I always tell myself I'm big on those things. It's also action too. It's not just the affirmations. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Um, but I, I tell myself like I'm a Ferrari yeah. and I'm going to put the very best fuel into my car um, because I want to operate the best. I want to go fast. I want to go far. And one thing also about Ferraris is they don't like to go off-road. They do need a little bit of maintenance. So yes. I need my structure. I need my routine every exactly. single day. I need to do those things in order to show up my best for myself. But I'm a Ferrari and I'm going fast and I'm going far. And I'm going to, you know, put the best fuel into my car. So. I love it, girl. Well, I want to encourage everyone listening, you know, for those who are ready to start this journey. I mean, that is 
one thing I know in your practice is that, you know, again, it's not just take this, do that, but there is a whole structured approach that, you know, supports this totality of health, this holistic approach. So everything will be in the show notes, but can you share Instagram, best ways to reach out to work with you, all the things, podcast. Yes, all of it. You can follow me on Instagram at Rachel Shear. My practice is at Rachel Shear Nutrition. So I have two pages. And if you want to learn a little bit more about working with me and my team, you can check out my website. It's rachelshear.com. Basically everything is my name. And you can actually book a free 30-minute Zoom call with my team. What this call is designed to do is really get to know your history, your background, your goals, you know, what kind of testing we may need. We love to run the microbiome testing, but we also look at everything else, hormones, thyroid, adrenals, deficiencies to really identify any of those root causes of what could be off in the body, along with doing an in-depth look at your nutrition, your lifestyle, and then really creating a game plan of how we can help you heal instead of just deal. So it is coaching involved to go along with it. So if you are interested and you want to book a free call, you can do so on my website And then don't forget to check out my podcast, Sheer Madness, completely free. I interview amazing people just like Roxy. She'll be coming on my show here where we dive into all things nutrition, fitness, and mindset. But we definitely nerd out on a lot of the the functional medicine, the gut health side, um, biohacking side of everything there too. I love it, girl. Thank you so much. I can't wait to have you back on. I can't wait to come on your show and just keep talking with you. And come train with you. Yes, girl. We're going to do, we it, all. do it. <laughs> we workouts all the way. I can't <laughs> wait. All right, you guys. See you on the next one. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode, you guys. If you loved it, please share it on your social. Throw it up on your Instagram stories and tag me. I'm at Black Belt Beauty. I am also at Roxy Look. R-O-X-Y-L-O-O-K. I love connecting with you guys. This is a conversation that I want to just continue growing with you guys. So if you feel inspired to hit me up, do so in that space. I always enjoy hearing from you. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can do so by rating it and reviewing it via iTunes. It's such supportive help, you guys. It really helps the visibility of this podcast. So I appreciate and thank you in advance for doing that. And on that note, you guys, I'm signing off with all my love and always looking forward to catching you on the next.